0: Welcome back to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Yvonne. Today's show, what's driving your anxiety? Could yoga be the answer? Is brought to you by You Are Dynamic LLC, the personal development company that believes in and cares about you. So thank you for tuning in. The purpose of my podcast is to help you notice the pattern of negative choices that you continue to make because they're sabotaging your life. Instead, you could empower, educate and encourage yourself to make daily changes so you can thrive, not just survive. And my apologies in advance. I was just getting over COVID when I recorded this episode. So my voice is a bit nasally. In today's episode, we're continuing with the Mind-Body Connection series, specifically on healing without medication. And I'm chatting with Timmy, who asked the question, what's driving your anxiety? Having lived with almost crushing anxiety and depression, Timmy has sought after and she found a way to heal hers. And she is compelled to help others identify and navigate their own. Anxiety and depression, they were both debilitating for timing, and she decided to use yoga as her modality for healing. Are you constantly constipated, have headaches? You have no idea what the origin is. Maybe you suffer from irritable bowel syndrome, or perhaps you have a sort of type of cancer. Well, do you really have to have your back against the wall and be in so much pain before you figure out what's going on? Well, we answer that question today because we know your body is trying to tell you something. But imagine, what if? What if you did things different? What if you began to listen to what your body is signaling. Listen in as Timmy and I have a great discussion. I'm here today with Timmy, and I wanna thank you for being a part of the Healthy, Wealthy and Wise Relationship Podcast and the series on mind and
1: body. Thank you for having me. Now,
0: I always ask this question because of the different series that I do. But what made you agree to share your knowledge on this particular topic?
1: That is something that I didn't really have to think about. It's just so important to me in the forefront of what uh, helped me and helps my clients. Was easy? It's an exciting topic for me to discuss.
0: (laughs) And it's something you have experience in very clearly. Share with the listeners about your business and how you came into this expertise.
1: Sure. So my company is called The Stretch Beyond Yoga. And of course, yoga is <laughs> right there. Yoga is part of the business. It's something, a tool, a modality that I used when I was struggling with anxiety. So I'm really an integrative anxiety specialist. And I dive deep with my clients to figure out what's driving the anxiety. Is it hormone dysregulation? Is it a mineral imbalance? Is it gut-related is it nervous system related? It's usually more than one variable, belief related, but it's never just one of those things. And so because I struggled, I was joke. I like was the poster child for anxiety. You know, What is an anxious person? You probably would have opened up the glossary and saw my face, but you don't just live in, you know with anxiety all the time. Sometimes you have to be depressed. So I know what that's like too. And they were both debilitating for me. At the same time, was driven enough to make a decision after trying all the things that I wasn't going to define myself with that label of I'm an I have anxiety, I'm an anxious person, and I also wasn't going to accept medication was the answer. I'm just take this medication and it's going to be okay. I'm still going to experience X, Y, and Z, but you know the medication is what I'm going to use as the tool that wasn't good enough for me. So when I tell you I tried everything. I tried everything, conventional, unconventional, integrative, functional, I did it. And so I can now speak to when my clients come to me and they're suffering, I can show them a very much shorter roadmap roadmap. than what I do to get to a place of now being medication free in terms of anxiety and for health overall, and also really happy and helping others in something that. I was able to overcome.
0: So through the anxiety and depression, you knew there had to be a better way.
1: Yeah, there was deep down, I guess. I'm not a give-upper. I'm perseverer you know, worker. And I also, you know, there was a vanity. Straight up, there was a vanity piece to it too. There's a stigma piece. There were all these different pieces that drove me to try a different not just try, to do, to make a decision to do something different. I wasn't basically going to let anxiety win.
0: And there is a stigma attached to the word depression, the word anxiety. And if you're labeled that, let's say as a child, and it follows you throughout into adulthood, that can really be debilitating too, because people are expecting you to have anxiety. They're expecting depressive episodes And so you kind of begin to buy into it, but you said, no, I'm not, I'm not having that. But you also said that meds make you
1: gain weight. What is that about? A lot of the medications, right? They dull, they dull the parts of the brain. And the funny part is too, is that because my business is turning a corner this year and getting into epigenetics. So we have lots of genes that can get turned on and off and a lot of them around mood, but also we have genes that affect how satiated we become. When you put some of those drugs in, you're now impacting all of these sensations from the brain to the gut. And we know the gut right, is our second brain on how we're going to feel in terms of food and how we're going to burn calories and how we're going to process the food that we eat. And the funny part is, is many of those neurotransmitters for our mood are made in our gut. So if we have an unhealthy brain with emotional issues, you more than likely have an unhealthy gut. You have a leaky gut. You have a gut that is not healthy in the bacteria, and that's going to impact weight too. So there's, again, it's never just one easy answer. I mean, I guess sometimes it could be, but most of the time it's multiple variables. Like what you said earlier, you know, if you're an anxious child or a depressed child and you grow up with that label, that now you've adopted that as a belief. So now I am anxious. I used to talk all the time, I I am I have anxiety. I'm, I'm, I am anxious. Well, now I'm adopting that at a belief level. Instead of saying, there are moments that I experience anxiety. There are times when I can feel depressed. It's normal to have moments. We do have to have some levels of anxiety and depression. I, depression's a little harsh, but times when you would be depressed. If somebody you love died right now, you would be depressed. Does that mean you should run out and take you know every med under the sun to feel better? No, you should grieve that and feel it and work through that pain so you can happily go back to a place of functioning. Yes, things will never be the same, in terms of that emotion when around that person, but you don't have to live in a state so low. You've experienced something that would cause depression. Just like anxiety, there are moments that you should feel anxious. And there's good anxiety. There's excitement before maybe... Uh, giving you know a big presentation, even though we know public speaking is the number one thing that causes anxiety for people. But some people get excited before they speak and they love it, right? It's energizing to them. Maybe you're anxious if you're an athlete or in you know sporting event, you're performing, you're gonna have a level of anxiety. You need that there to drive you. But when it tips the scales and it becomes a belief that you are anxious, you are depressed, well, now we have a different problem going on
0: so you own it it's mine my depression my anxiety and the difference as you said was don't own it don't claim it it's mine instead maybe change that view change the words that are coming out of your mouth sometimes i do have depression i might be anxious over a situation and they even sound different my depression versus sometimes I, I have depression. Sometimes I am depressed versus it's mine. It's all mine. <laughs>
1: exactly. You put space but between I, it. You so you, with your languaging and your beliefs, you begin to put space between it. And then with the body, you start to put space between it. You start to eat foods that fuel the body. You start to eat foods that fuel the brain. And then with the nervous system, you start to support it. You start to learn yoga, relaxation you move the body because mm-hmm. all of those things together is going to shift you in a different direction.
0: What would you say to someone who's stuck, who is not accustomed to listening to their, their body? Tell them, "Uh, this is the right track we're going on here. Can't you tell I'm unhappy? That's our body talking to us. But for those of us who don't listen, those of us who have migraines or those of us who who have let stressors just completely take over their lives. What are some things we can do that are different? Even, even minute changes, two degree changes.
1: Right. Well, it's got to get bad enough, I think, for some people. Like for me, it had to get real bad. Like I was constipated, I think at one point, like I literally didn't go to the bathroom. I barely in the bathroom. had bowel movements for three weeks to the point that I had to go get an MRI to find out I was so impacted with. So, I mean, it was that bad that's how much i ignored it so i know it can be very challenging and sometimes nobody can tell you anything you have to experience something that bad on your own you have to get pushed up so your back is against the wall and then you can make the decision that you're going to try something different when you that's, then make that the decision-
0: sad that's sad that it it has to get to that level but for some of us it does
1: yeah. Well, it's, you know, again, what are your beliefs? Who are you surrounding yourself with? What is your back? You know, what are your theories? What are your knowledge? Who are the people that are t- feeding you that? What have you decided? So that was made it even hard for me because I was, you know, in graduate school, um, came from a very, you know, allopathic conventional, my father's dentist. So, you know, and I was very conventional, like, you listen to the doctor, you do, you, you know, you, not that doctors are bad, doctors are wonderful. But you are your own, I guess, North Star, right? You you're, are your own. I, I like that North Star. Yes,
0: you're your own advocate. Nobody your own knows advocate. you like you.
1: No one, right? And at the end of the day, whosever opinion, you know, whoever gives their opinion, you can decide. You're the deciding factor if you're going to accept it or not. And I just started to, it got so bad that I, you know, was lucky enough to come upon a different way of thinking. I, you know, I discovered some coaches to help me. And then I just kind of, thankfully, I was so obsessed with health and fitness that then it kind of just made sense to me that, oh, well, wait, if the mind's not working right, the body that's connected, right? Because we don't, we, in conventional medicine, we don't look at it that way. We look at every section of the body as separate, but it's not. We, we have to address it that way in medicine because how else would you get anything done? But when you really want to take an integrative functional approach, everything is connected. So if you have a headache, what's behind the headache, right? Is it the food that you're eating? Is it the where you are hormonally? Do you have some neuroinflammation due to underlying virus? You know, did you experience a head injury years ago? Um, Is there emotional stress that's manifesting as physical stress? So it's really deciding to tune in. And that's where the yoga piece came in for me. Because once I stepped on that mat, I was moving and breathing. It was amazing. Because I had to then, I was so exhausted by the end of the class, you just lay there in Shavasana and you're like, the monkeys of the mind have slowed down. So they've stopped and your inner self, right? Your true being starts to speak to you. And so you have space to think and really listen. And so that's why yoga is so important. And I didn't know at the time, I mean, I knew because I understood, I took anatomy, I took those advanced science courses, but I didn't understand that I was working with yoga at a nervous system level. I was really getting into my body. I was activating deep breathing. So all the way down to the diaphragm, filtering it out through the nose. And it was literally taking me out of fight or flight and putting me in a physiological state of ease and rest. And when you're there, you then think more clearly, you remember better, you can't do those things when you're anxious. You can't do those things exactly. when you're depressed. Exactly. So, would you say that there's a connection
0: to integration regarding mind, body, and spirit? Absolutely.
1: It's amazing when you look back at all the integrative approaches that there are. Many of them. It just the epigenetics is new, but it's, it goes back to you know underlying theories that we've looked at but haven't accepted. But many of the integrative therapies: yoga, acupuncture, massage you know, herbalism, they're all thousands of years old.
0: Right. Absolutely. Also, I know that you mentioned soul calling. What does that mean,
1: soul calling? Yoga has many definitions, and one of them is to yoke, to find union, but it's union with yourself. So we often say, as you practice and you're breathing and moving, you're peeling away layers, say maybe even like a snake, right? Lose, sheds skin. You're shedding layers of you that you're growing into a different person form of who you want to be. Because as you're on the mat, they're driven to put their body into those shapes. Because usually when they walk on the mat, to the mat that's what they want to do first. They want to do, they want to get stronger. They want to get more flexible. They want to lose weight. And they want to get into those shapes. But then- In between all those movements, when you pause and hold and it's just you and your breath in a difficult position, you start to create space. And if you create space in your body, you're creating space in your mind. If you do that in your yoga mat, right, you're building the muscle of space, basically creating space, listening, holding, and breathing. A lot of times, right, we don't even breathe in our day. You'll then begin to face challenges differently off the mat.
0: Isn't it something that when you see a difference the whole world can open up to you Possibilities. If you can yeah if you can for instance not take a pill for a migraine headache but find a natural way to dissolve that migraine headache like you said find out what's behind what's causing it i think that we'd be better off now we're definitely not saying that medication is something you should stop. That's, that's not the purpose of this episode. No. In your practice, how do you determine what a client needs, like the methodologies that you would use?
1: I really listen to their story and what their biggest priority is. What's, what's, what's bothering them the most? And then I see if the other complaints are tied into that. Or if they're missing something for all clients, I'll really be recommending a specific test to look at their genetic. Because once I can see where their genetics, their lifestyle and environment can be shifted, and we make those changes based on what genes are on and off and how it's affecting the body, right? Because the body's going to tell you what's going on through the symptoms, then we can decide with the data because all of our data, right, the data that we get is I use very bio-individualized data because. It's not right for everyone to be taking or practicing yoga or taking a certain supplement. Some bodies do better with you know, short bursts of high-intensity interval training. We see that because they have the gene for it. I have a client, she needs to learn to rest. She needs to learn her body needs recovery. And because she has a difficult time um, knowing when she's full because of a gene that she has – Practicing things like yoga or acupuncture will bring her more into awareness of those subtle sensations. So then she won't overeat. So once I see that, then also I can see, okay, someone's missing, let's say, sulforaphane. They need sulforaphane to help with hormone regulation. We do a hair tissue mineral test and I can create a very specific mineral and vitamin protocol to make their body work at the most optimal level.
0: So these tests really do help you with the integrative part. You don't just do the test, but you also take the holistic approach. You want to know what's going on with them. If there's maybe something blocking a situation in their lives, maybe they're going through some stressful thing and they think it's, it's, it's something totally different.
1: They might not come to me right away for a test. They might just come for yoga. They want to learn how to breathe and move and be flexible and build strength. And as we do that, it's so funny. One of my teachers had said that when I signed up for my first yoga training, he said, your life's going to change from everything, from how you eat to how you think to how you speak. And I was like, what? I said, no, I've been practicing yoga for a while. That can't be true. It was absolutely true. So usually a client will come to me for yoga in the beginning and then they'll be like, hey, what, what about that test that you do? I want to know about this. I want to know what supplement and how do I, do. right? Because I also practice what I preach. I do all these things and most days I feel pretty darn good. And I'm a very busy lady, so I need to feel pretty good. Right, exactly. And not just physically, but mentally
0: and emotionally. It's It's all connected
1: absolutely. This old, anxious old person in me, they would never have dreamed that they would be running a business. Never. There wasn't belief for that. There definitely wasn't energy for that. So it's really cool because I can say, I say, yep, I know I've been there. And guess what? I got through it. Here I am doing X, Y, and Z and ABC, all the things. And you can too.
0: And it's amazing that when you see someone who's gone through something that you may be at this point, say right now. And you're wondering if I'm ever going to make it out of this. Is that even possible? And you're on the other side going, yes, over here. I can help you get to the other side of that. Not only help you get to the other side, but you're going to feel better. You're going to look better. (laughs) Your life will be extended beyond the direction you were headed in
1: initially right? Here's what's possible for you. And when you're in a dark, scary place, it's going to get a drink of water, getting dressed seems painful. How can they, you know, how can you think that you're going to be able to change your life for the better, right? It's really upsetting, but it's also intriguing because there's like, wait, there's somebody out there who did do it. So maybe, right? It gives you, there's hope. And if you have hope and you have support, and you have a drive, an awareness to get better, a, a want, you will. You will. You make the decision. You. We are the creators of our own life. We decide. We have the final say. 50 doctors could have lined up and said, yep, Timmy, you need this medication. I'm the one that swallowed the pill.
0: Exactly. You're the one that says, well, I think I'm going to try something different. I'm not going to go and and put these chemicals in my body. Right.
1: And maybe you, and you know what? Maybe there are people out there that are like, no, I'm good. I want to do these chemicals. And that is great because it's work. If you, if you decide, if you know that it works for you, to do it, do what works for you. For me, it wasn't enough. I needed to know why this was happening. Right? And I wanted to fix it.
0: And in our last minutes here, what do you say are some of the common ailments, let's say, that you run across in your business? simple common ailments that most people come to you with and
1: what would be a few ways maybe just a few things that they might try fatigue I hear a lot of fatigue oh, sleeping you know 10 hours trouble getting out of bed headaches in the morning a lot of gut dysfunction uh you know diarrhea constipation panic attacks those are the big ones I hear about so right away I always to ask, you know, when's the last time you got your thyroid checked? Because that was the big driver for me. My thyroid, physiologically, I was so jacked up. I had Hashimoto's. I had an autoimmune disease. Nobody figured it out. I think my, it was my, no, nah, I think it was my acupuncturist who figured it out. It was like, hey, you need to go to this person because you have this. And also, hey, on my own, I knew that my gut, you know, was so messed up that I started doing my own research and did testing, you know, did, did food sensitivity testing. So some things that you might want to do is maybe play around with removing some highly inflammatory foods on your own, moving your body in a more gentle way, you know, or moving, maybe just moving your body. It depends. If, you're, if you've are if you been hardcore working out to try to move the anxiety up and out and it's not working, then maybe dial it back. Try that Pilates class. Try that yoga class. Get out in the morning first thing, no matter where you live, and go get outside and just get five or 10 minutes of sunlight in your eyes because- that's going to work on your adrenals. And your adrenals can cause a lot of disruption, particularly for the thyroid and the sex hormones, if if your cortisol is not on point. Maybe stop drinking four cups of coffee a day. Maybe do the genetic test with me to find out how do you metabolize coffee? Is coffee a good idea for me right now? Get some data. There's the simple things, and then there's the deep dive. And that's come and work sure. with me and let's get the data.
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And in our closing, what are some of the encouragement that you might want to pass on?
1: No matter where you are in your journey of anxiety, there's a little voice inside of you that says, "Mm, maybe I want to try something different or maybe listen to it because you'll uncover the answer. Listen to your symptoms.
0: Timmy, I have really enjoyed you today and your dedication to what you do. I can tell that just through having a conversation with you. And we're going to put your contact information in the show notes. Definitely uh, get people to reach out to you. The mind-body connection is something that I've dedicated numerous recent episodes to. And in this series so far, I've interviewed a young lady with chronic lymphatic leukemia, a hypnotherapist a person who healed himself from arthritis overnight, a young lady with 24 diagnoses and was on her deathbed, a young lady who swears that her accident with a bus was meant to be, a young man who teaches healing using your thoughts, and so many more. Thanks again for being a regular listener to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast. And I'm inviting you to tune back in daily, go through my content list, and get educated about everyday life issues. Shout out to my listeners globally. And remember to subscribe and tell a friend so we can get the word out and you're notified every time a new episode is posted. You can also listen to the other Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship episodes on Apple, spotify google cast box podvine and it's also a wordpress blog also i want to hear from you email me at yvonne the at gmail.com of which i will put in the show notes and until we meet again always remember that you are dynamic don't forget that you are dynamic why Because despite everything you've been through, you're still here.